What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody. Guess what? I'm still here. Still. <laughs> Welcome into the Captain, sponsored by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket. It is me again, Rico, joined by Bach for the second day in a row for That's the Captain right. Show. Thank you, Bach, for coming in here and doing these three hours with me. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, it's a lot of fun yesterday, so I figured I'd do it again. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I'm <laughs> glad that you thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably... I mean, all these hours probably blend together for you, but... I, I've been, like, combining names of shows, so that's a thing that's <laughs> happening. Oh. Uh, join us, please. please. I'm, be- I'm I'm not begging you, but I'm kind of begging you. Keep us company. Han of Lincoln Hotline, Sarger Heyman Text Line, 402 464 Join in on the conversation. Send us your thoughts, your comments, your concerns. Let me know how great I'm doing because I love positive reinforcement, and frank and frankly, I thrive off of it. You need it so right now. So just please, just tell me. I'm even if you don't think I'm doing good, just tell me I'm doing good. And honestly, tell me I'm doing bad. It'll make me try to do better, which actually might me make me do worse. So I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> When's the last time a text uh, got to you a little bit? Oh, it was like the second or third time I was ever on air. And I made the mistake of saying, because it was volleyball, we were talking volleyball, and Florida was number one preseason. And I was like, yeah, you know, they're coming off of a national championship, because I remember them playing in it. Oh, yeah. But Nebraska had beaten them, and Nebraska was like third or something. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, Florida's coming off of a national championship. And like seven texters were just like, Nebraska won the national championship, you idiot. Like, what are you doing? Why are you even <laughs> doing this, this job if you don't know? And I was just like... Like I said, it was my third time, and I was just like, I'm terrible. People hate me. Yeah. So that was the last time a text got to me. Other but, than that, yeah. you know, people have been telling me that I suck for like you know uh, months now, and I'm just like, hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I do. You're not getting to me. So that's yeah. the thing. It takes a while for those to bounce off you. The first few. Get your calluses. Months get but you, Matt, I think. Oh, I was like, I went home, and I guess you could see it on my face. Rachel was like, are you okay? And I was like. I made a mistake, and everybody called me out, and I don't, 
I, like I, I apologized, but they didn't care, and I was just, I was so wrong, and I don't know what to do. Like they think I'm an idiot, and she's like, "You're fine," and I go, "I'm not." <laughs> but they told me I'm dumb. <laughs> People don't like me. I was just like, "Oh goodness gracious!" <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah, you get called an idiot once in a while. That's yeah. fair. I mean, Eric earlier, you know, uh, Jay told me that I, I lost credibility because I asked if they were going to play on a turf field in. in uh, Ireland, and he was like, "It's a soccer stadium. They don't play on turf, they play on grass." And I go, "You're right. That's on me." And he said, "You lost all credibility." And Eric texted in earlier, said, "When did Rico gain credibility to lose?" And I go, <laughs> "You know what? You have a point. That's fair. You can't lose any more credibility if yeah. you don't have it." And he just said, "Not great, Rico. Not great. Thank you, Eric." Well, Qdoba guy says, "You're doing so good, it's bad." <laughs> you know what? I like that. I take that. One. I'll take. I'll take that one and just you know cut off the last part. You're doing yeah. so good. Thank you. Look at the bright side. Thank you, Qdoba guy. But Let's actually get to some some football talk. Let's let's stop talking about me, even though I'm amazing, and start talking <laughs> about the Husker defensive backroom. Let's do it because that is a question mark for many a people. Travis Fisher made his weekly. Are they going to go weekly? Because it seems like they're doing a different coach every day. Yeah, this is awesome. First of all, I like diving deep <laughs> into every position group. Um, I don't know if it's going to be weekly, but this is fun. It's also kind of strange. Because they haven't, I mean, I know they've been doing, like, get-togethers here and there, but uh, they they haven't started practice. No. There's nothing new since spring as far as that goes, but we're getting all these updates. Yeah, they're just going off of, you know, the spring practices and, like, yeah. just talking to them. So I'm like, look, I mean, the coaches know more than all of us. So like, oh, yeah. if, if if they say that somebody's amazing, then I'm going to believe them. Well, I will warn you to keep uh yeah, no, <laughs> just I know. remember. Yeah, no, I know. Coaches sometimes get a little bit too excited too. Uh I think we have heard uh, Adrian Martinez compared to Patrick Mahomes before. Uh hey, jo- you've seen those arm angles. <laughs> we were told Josh Kalou was going to be the best safety in the nation. He was good. He was good. <laughs> he was good. Uh so I mean just keep that in mind. He blocked a he blocked a field goal in the NFL. Yeah. Led the Titans to a win. That's so. got to equate to best safety in the that's nation. The thing. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's even, and it wasn't Kalu's fault at all, but that secondary was god-awful. Yeah, it was like 118th, I think, or yeah, it was something like good. that. He did really well, but they were not good. Yeah. But, like I said, Travis Fisher made his appearance on uh, Husker Radio Network and uh, was talking about his defensive backroom, and two guys got the freak label. Good freak yes. label, saying that they are, you know, fantastic athletes, you know, fantastic abilities. Uh, and those two people are Tommy Hill, the transfer from Arizona State, and Jaleel Martin, the freshman defensive back. Tommy Hill, as as I just said, transferred him from Arizona State. He's six foot, two hundred and five pounds. And Travis Fisher says he is going to be an NFL player if he doesn't mess it up. That is High praise (laughs) for somebody that, you know, Travis Fisher played in the NFL, right? He made it to the NFL. I believe so. So from a guy who's been there, uh, that is high praise uh, for for a person who's transferring in. So Tommy Hill, if you're you're going off of, you know, the freak label and, and, you know, saying that he's a Sunday guy, if he doesn't mess it up, you would assume that's one of your starting corners, right? Probably. You know, he's he's doing a fantastic job so far, um, and – your 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 position coach loves exactly everything that you're doing. He rose up the depth chart in the spring and is in prime position to start. Uh, he's very hard on himself when he makes mistakes, which can be good if he moves on quickly. So as long as he doesn't linger on a mistake that he made, he's he's gonna be what he's gonna be good, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, you're, 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 remember, you're replacing Cam Taylor-Britt here, so you need somebody to kind of step up. Um, that's why I think a lot of us feel like there could be a small drop-off in the secondary just because there's so much unknown. But the other part is, like, Cam Taylor-Britt's a second-round pick. I mean, that, that was a heck of a player uh, over the years here. And then, you know, Deontay Williams and Markel Dismuke were pretty solid, too, for, you know, two-year, three-year starters. Um, Dismuke, uh, or excuse me, Williams getting banged up too much, which was unfortunate because... Um, I think we would reflect on his career a little bit better if he's able to play more. But in any case, um, it, I, it's it's going to be interesting. And what I liked more out of this than anything was hearing, similar to kind of what the wide receiver position update was, is they're they're feeling good about several guys, mm-hmm. and you know that's uh, that that's reassuring knowing that that's you're going to replace three of the four guys in the backfield there. I mean, you've got people battling out for the corner and the safety position. You've got some people moving positions as as we've heard many times before. Travis Fisher loves to take his corners. And have them work at safety, have his safeties work at corner. So if something happens, if somebody gets injured, you can move somebody who maybe is a stronger safety um, from the bench into the safety position to take one of your safeties and still feel comfortable moving them at the corner position or, you know, vice versa. So being able to cross train and having guys that are available at, at that high of a level is something that Nebraska's defensive back room, especially losing, you know, three amazing players, especially one of the second round in the NFL draft, um, should be able to cover, maybe not to the high, highest level, but again, with Tommy Hill, Travis Fisher said that if he keeps working, he can be every bit as good as Cam Taylor Britt, which again, high praise coming from a guy who was drafted in the second round, uh, saying that he could be just as good as that guy um, is something that you really want to hear. And then Jaleel Martin, the freshman coming in, 6'2", 165 pounds. You, see, you hear that 165 and you kind of it, it. I paused for a second because I thought that seems extremely light. It's pretty thin for a defensive back. Um, he plays both positions, corner and safety. Um, and Travis Fisher says he's going to be a player for a long time here, and I think he'll have a chance to play on Sundays. Another Sunday guy in the defensive back room. So the reason he's at 165, he ran track in high school. He's not one of the guys that came here um, in January. He's he's just getting to. Um, <clears throat> getting to campus and working with them in the spring. So, or working with them in the summer. So he was 165. He dropped down from 190 to 165 to run track. So 6'2", 190 sounds a lot better, especially considering that once he gets into the strength and conditioning and the nutrition program, that he'll be able to put on some more weight and uh, be, you know, a bigger safety. Because again, 6'2", 190 is a little light, but if you can get him up to around 200, I mean, it's just 10 pounds. You can get him up 200. I I like the sound of that. Well, yeah, but you have to get him back to his playing weight. Of, you know, but that's the problem. That's crazy. Twenty five pounds between the sports is what he's able to do. Um, that's why you, when you that might be factoring into him being a freak athlete, right? Is, yeah. is being able to do that sort of thing. And uh, but to get that NFL praise so young as a, as a uh, or I should say that comparison so young as a freshman um, that that lets you know that he is the freak athlete. I mean that that's. Uh, very few guys are identified pretty young like that. And especially guys that weren't as highly, you know, he's not as highly touted. It kind of reminds me of Malik Collins, not the most recruited guy in the world, but right away they were saying, well, this guy's like got an NFL athleticism I and mean, he's got potential down the line. Um, and so when I hear that, I mean, I would love a Malik Collins type career for Jaleel Martin, obviously different positions, but uh, that's, that's very exciting from a guy that honestly... I hadn't thought about for the secondary until I, I yesterday. I not thought about that at all until I was reading Travis Fisher's comments, and I was just like, oh, okay, maybe, like I said, or, like I said with the wide receivers, a skill position is a lot, 
a lot easier. So not easy, but mm-hmm. a lot easier for a true freshman to come into and make an impact than it is for you know a defensive offensive line um, type type spot because at those positions you're facing grown men who who have put on many pounds and and are willing to toss you around and, and, and get their heads into there. So we have a caller on the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Vegas Dave is on the line. Vegas Dave, welcome into the captain. How you doing? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Bach, you forgot uh, one projection. Remember Tanner Lee was supposed to be like a high <laughs> or late first-round pick, high yeah. second-round pick. That's right. But, uh, hey, hey, what's going on back in Nebraska, man? I thought these people would be betting over seven and a half. I went to the casino the other day. And uh, they put a limit on under seven and a half. They got too much money on the under on the wind total on Nebraska. <laughs> wow! Really? Oh, so so you, what's going on, man? You're not going to be able to With hit all under. these people in Nebraska. Need to start betting the over at going to Council Bluffs and bet the over at uh, the William Hill Sportsburg and Horseshoe, so we can get some, you know, some more money on the under. <laughs> you know? That's right. Well, Vegas Dave's the one that always likes to bet the under. He said he's made some money betting the under on Nebraska the last few yeah. years. Isn't that right? I made money the last six years man i'm ready to make some more money again that's you that's know? crazy they stopped it uh so yeah. so the hey, nebraska... enjoy the show guys thank you hey thank, thank you so you. much vegas dave so the nebraska fans not as high on nebraska as we probably <laughs> thought they were or in the past at least when they when they would uh jump on it and, and get them going seven and a half a lot I, I you know both you and i are kind of in in wait and see mode you know at this time it's kind of like prove it after four years what do you want me to do i mean there there are people that can buy into the hype and perhaps they'll be right and then they can point and laugh at us at the end but and i hope that's the case mm-hmm. but for me seven and a half's high i mean if you went six and a half maybe i'd feel a little bit more comfortable with it seven and a half's a lot for a team that hasn't gotten to eight wins and you know since mike riley's hasn't gotten to six wins yeah <laughs> It's it's that's it's just that's a high number. That is a really high number. I mean, if you were listening to early break earlier um, with uh, Sip and Jake Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports was on there, and apparently he's shooting eight nine wins for Nebraska yeah. this season. He's and and it's not you know he's not one of those guys. He's an outside source. He's not one of those guys that's been high on Nebraska the past few years. Last year he thought Nebraska wasn't going to be very good. I don't think he thought they were going to be three wins bad, but he didn't yeah. think they were going to be very good, and he was right about that. So if a guy, an outside source who has no connection to Nebraska aside from you know doing the show with um, Sip and Jake on Fridays, if he believes Nebraska is going to be eight, uh, eight, nine wins, I'm not saying that they're going to be, but there's got to be something that makes him feel confident and, and, and Vegas, who is usually right about these things, feel confident about having Nebraska at seven and a half. So I don't know. It's, it's strange because we live – in Lincoln, we live in this Husker bubble where a lot of stuff, you know, <coughs> stays in, doesn't really get out. And we all, not all, a lot of people kind of have the same thoughts and the, and the same thought processes going through things. So when we say, oh, yeah, Nebraska is going to be good, to some people it doesn't mean much. But if somebody outside of the state says, oh, yeah, Nebraska is going to be good, you know, people hear that. They kind of latch onto that and they're like, look, this person out here has no connection, believes that Nebraska is going to be good. I have no reason to doubt them. They have no reason to think Nebraska is going to be good aside from actually believing they're going to be good. Yeah, and, and it's, it, you know, that's good to hear that there are people that see it because I mean, I think we can all see it too, right? I mean, you understand the plan that was put together. You can see, like, it, it's not hard to envision a win in any of, like, pick out a game. Nebraska could win that game. We, we saw it last year. They were right there in it. Um, but the one thing that I, that I would say is about, about Nebraska, I mean, if you're doing college football bets, I'd just stay away from Nebraska completely. Mm-hmm. You, would, you would be you know, better off 
being, you know, betting on teams that are have a lot more connection to last year's team, a lot of turnover, a lot, you know, or, or excuse me, not a lot of turnover. Um, same quarterbacks, you know, th- those sort of things. This seems hard to predict because it's never really had a run. I mean, we saw in the spring game play two hand touch, and that's about all you can get out of it. it it's just so many new pieces, um, and usually, to me. Generally, that that doesn't work, you know, when you kind of have this last ditch effort to get different coordinators in and all this. Um, but when I say generally it doesn't work, we've also never seen anything like this where the transfer portal is wide open. You can go and grab 16 guys, bring them in, spot, um, you know, kind of you, know, uh, you spot your roster up a little bit. And uh, so it, it's just this is a, this is a new experiment that we haven't seen. I wouldn't, you know, for the most part, touch it. At the same time, seven and a half seems like kind of high to me. So if the under was uh, was uh, was out there, I suppose six, I could throw a six few and bucks. a half. Six and a half would make me think. I probably wouldn't touch it. Six and a half, five and a half, <laughs> five and a half. Uh, yeah, I might put the over on that. Wow, <laughs> six minutes got it. perfect. That's why I, I told everybody makes fun of me for being riding the, the fence and, and saying six and six. I keep saying six and six is the most intriguing outcome. Uh, if they, I don't want six. And I six. mean, that's right down the middle. Well, right, nobody wants it because then you don't know where to do what to do with exactly. it. Exactly, I don't want six and six because it's just it. You're you're right in the middle, and it's like okay, now like it's technically an improvement. It's your best year in a frost, but is it enough? <laughs> but is it? Yeah, is it what you want? I, like, I don't going, know. Going back to what you said about you know teams with a lot of turnover, you, you have to think like so. Let's. I I know we're talking defensive backs. We'll get back to that, but let's just go position by position. If you're thinking about you know, people who started last year just returning starters, right? Quarterback, no. Running back, maybe, right? Like, like you're, not, yeah. you're not sure if the – like you have two of your starters returning, but are either one of them going to start? No idea. Wide receiver, one, right? Omar Manning? Yeah, predominantly. Uh, tight end, you're returning. Your starter's not returning. You have Travis Volkolek, who kind of started. You're, you know your second, Your yeah. second guy. Um, so on the off- – and then the offensive line. You know, maybe one of Turner Corcoran, maybe, but like your left guard's going to be different because Nori's gone for the year. Your center's going to be different. Your right guard's going to be different because you had, um, I can't remember his name, and I feel terrible for yeah. it. <laughs> it was a longer last name, uh, but he's gone as well. And your right tackle, is Bryce Benhart going to be your right tackle? I have heard nothing about Bryce Benhart during the spring and summer. So let's just say from your left guard to your right tackle is going to be different. Maybe Turner Corcoran or Teddy Prohaska returns as your left tackle. Who knows? Again, Teddy Prohaska is coming off of an injury where his knee was all torn up. So he might be ready for this this upcoming season. He might have to wait until like halfway through the season. So on the offensive side of the ball, you have like three starters returning. On the defensive side, your defensive line, Ty Robinson, mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. <laughs> your linebackers, you have your, – your entire linebacking core is returning, but – O'Shawn Mathis might be taking one of those spots. And if you're if you were a betting man, you would say Garrett Nelson on one side, Ocean on the other, Caleb Tanner coming in, you know, doing whatever he has to do after a pretty good end to the season last year. So your linebacking core, we'll just say, is returning. Well, all and it's also them. confusing between edge and D line yeah. at this point. So you've got all four returning for your linebacking core. We'll just go with that. Right. Defensive backs, one, mm-hmm. Quentin Newsom. And even then, if you go through, we'll get to that, you know, in Travis Fisher's comments. He might be getting over passed over. Maybe. So possibly. you might have nobody returning in your defensive back room as well. That's an immense amount of turnover for a team that people believe 
is going to win seven, eight, nine games. <laughs> Throw in a new, uh, you know, offensive coordinator or new lead recruiter at the wide receiver position. Um, the offensive line, like like you mentioned, and may- the running backs, maybe like, not enough turnover. Everybody's <laughs> like everybody has everybody on the offensive side of the ball except for the tight ends who have. One guy who has significant playing – well, two guys, Chancellor Brewington as well. Two guys who have significant playing time returning. Like, those guys have their coach back. Everybody else has a different coach. Yeah. That's that's a good thing, right? You, you're, you're switching things up to see what will work. But at the same time, again, that's a lot of change for a team that's looking to win seven, eight, nine games this season. Yeah, I mean, usually you would think that's not the recipe to get there, but – the other recipe hasn't worked, so they got to try something different. And again, I think that's that's what people are more excited than anything is this. It's going to look different. It's going to be a different recipe. Um, and uh, and the other thing is, it's you know, it's not a, not too daunting of a schedule, especially front. It you know, it's not front loaded by any means, so you can you can kind of figure yourself out. Hopefully, um, not too much. You don't want to be you don't want to drop any of these games, um, but you can kind of. You know, fig- figure out what you're doing, get get some cohesion working, get to midseason form by midseason, and then start rolling. Um, it's 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 a fascinating season. That's what I, I'll always say. And, and even last year, um, there have been a few that haven't been, but uh, even last year's three and nine season, I've had fun. I, I mean, it was crazy. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the most uplifting. It was, uh, you know, kind of uh, you <laughs> hit your head over and over again yeah. on the table, but at the same time, it was intriguing and it was it was interesting, it was like almost week in week out. And part of that is because similar to last year, it's going to happen this year too. And I know I don't know if people are ready for this because it's just a different feeling. And I, and you felt it last year. Every week, you're kind of thinking well, this could be it. If you lose here, depending on how you lose, this could be it. Yep. And that's where they're going to be every week again. Yeah, that's but- crazy. It's. <laughs> If you, I hate saying this, if you take care of business for your first three games and you head into Oklahoma at 3-0, and that is going to be a massive game because they haven't, and this is, this is the funny thing, they have an entirely new coaching staff. So everybody says, oh, it's going to be easier. It's a new coaching staff and a lot of turnover with the players. Wait, <laughs> then why is Nebraska supposed to be good? So that's that's a thing that you have to look at as well. But you know, Oklahoma coming up to Nebraska, playing in Memorial Stadium again with a new new head coach, new staff, uh, some new players. Maybe maybe they're not prepared. Maybe Nebraska can get out of that with a win. You go to four and zero. You're sitting pretty. You know, I I don't know, but <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's so like everything on the table. It's so interesting because depending on where Nebraska is sitting any given week. You could be, as a fan, not you know, not saying administration or anything. You could be sitting there thinking, "This could be the last game. Like oh, yeah. this, this could be the head coach's last game, or this could be the game that puts them over the hump." And finally, Nebraska is like, "Oh, that's how you win. Okay, we can do this." Do you believe there is something to that, like learning how to win? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And I was talking with Jay earlier. Like, there's there's also something to you have all of these players who have been on the roster for three, four years who have known nothing but losing. And at yeah. some point, you got to get tired of it. And you, you know exactly all the, the – you know exactly the amount of work you've put in and lost. You know exactly what you've done on the field and lost. So you know what not to do. 
So when these new guys come in, when these transfers come in, and maybe these guys have come from winning programs or these guys have come from, you know, so-so programs, and these freshmen come in and all they know is winning in their high school careers because they're all studs, right? They come in and they're just like, oh, I know how to win. I've done this. And you're just like, no. You, you've been there. You've lost. And you're like, I thought the same thing. That's not That's not going to work. <laughs> I thought the same thing. That's not going to work. <laughs> Welcome this is, to Nebraska. This is what we have to do because this is the this, – we put in that same amount of work didn't work we got to work harder we did that same thing not going to work we got to do something different so there's a thing there's there's something to be said about knowing how to win learning how to win and also knowing how to lose and wanting so badly not to have that feeling again that you're going to work even harder I think I think that there's definitely something to it um I just don't know if I put as much into it I don't think magically once you win a one possession game um now you're gonna start start you know turn the uh, the whole idea on, on its head where, you know, they're five and 20 in one score games under frost. Um, I don't think six and 20 uh, gets you on a, on a, on like a seven game winning streak in one score games. No. Um, so it's, 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 it, again, it's the same, you know, almost every category, whether it's big 10 West wins, wins overall, one possession wins. Um, I was talking with Nate about this the other day and it's, it, and he was kind of, saying i mean he's got a prediction of of nine wins um certainly we'd all be happy with eight or nine wins but that doesn't like clear scott frost of the hot seat um you got to do it again it takes him off like the the burning hot number one on the nation hot seat but when we're arguing whether like six or seven some people would even say eight needs to, to keep your job then what does eight or nine do for you? It just kind of gets you. You're still have, it buys, you're breathing. It buys you another year. Yeah, but it's not pretty. It's the. I mean, the crazy thing about it is it's it's gone so poorly that there's no really no argument that almost any point down the line, unless he wins a national title and like two Big Ten titles, that he could ever go under 500 again and and survive another year. Yeah, no. If you even if you put together three good seasons, three. Eight win seasons, three nine win seasons. Yeah. If you don't win a Big Ten championship, if you're not contending to be in the playoff, if you go under five hundred once, yeah, I don't see you making the it next out. bad season. He's out. I don't see you making it out. Yeah, and that could, so that could be. I guess we talk about week to week this year. Going <laughs> any week could be the week. I guess any year could be the year. But you know that's true for everybody. I yeah, suppose we'll see what happens. We're gonna get back into the defensive back talks. That is not where we thought we were gonna go. We'll get back into that uh, coming up next. On the captain, you're listening on 93.7 The Ticket. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. <laughs> 